In today's world, it feels like we're constantly being bombarded with advertisements for products on our feeds and everywhere else we look. So how do we know where it's safe to shop? How can we learn if a business aligns with our values? And what do we need to know to avoid scams in our day-to-day -day lives as consumers? Today, Nick and I will discuss all those questions and hopefully help you walk away feeling more confident in spotting scams and shopping smart. To the Good Guide to Business, a podcast presented by Better Business Bureau. The Good Guide to Business is all about conversations with businesses, organizations, and local leaders who are going above and beyond to make our community a better place. So grab a cup of coffee, sit down, and get ready to learn how to be a more confident consumer. So first, I feel like we should explain why this topic aligns with our goal as a podcast and as the BBB. Obviously, we usually talk with businesses um, about all the topics under the sun, what they're doing to make a difference in their community or for the environment. But today, we really just want to talk straight to you about yourself as a consumer and what we can do to help you shop smarter and not fall victim to scams or fraud. A reason why that's so important for us as the BBB, I think a lot of people know us as helping businesses, but a huge part of what we do is help consumers. And Nick and I in particular, our jobs are largely focused on educating consumers and helping consumers learn how to avoid scams so that they don't fall victim to them. Because unfortunately, it feels like they're only getting more and more popular. Right. Yeah. I mean, a huge part of both of our jobs, right, is this sort of outreach and this community involvement. And a lot of that is with consumers. Um, you know, I feel like half of BBB is the business side, helping businesses grow and thrive. And then the other half is connecting the consumers with these good and reliable businesses. Um, and of course, a big part of that, too, as you'd mentioned, is uh, scam prevention, uh, scam education. So like more specifically, Meredith and I will talk to TV reporters, we'll take care of press releases, we'll do presentations to schools or senior centers or anywhere else in the community. Just putting the word out there, um, you know, scams in particular, we've determined that something like education uh, is the best way to prevent these kinds of things from happening. So, I mean, both us on a professional level, it's huge for us, but on a personal level too, you know, I think we're both very passionate about this topic. Yeah, I mean, obviously we have these jobs for a reason. Um, I think that the BBB and our podcast really align with how we feel personally about protecting people from um, scams and from just bad goings on in the world. And unfortunately with scams in particular and scammers, there's not really a lot of ways to reconcile once they happen. Um, once someone gets scammed, there's not a ton to do to get like their money back, for example, or their personal information back. Um, so the greatest tool we have against scams is telling people about them and how to spot them so that they can avoid them so that they don't get scammed in the first place, which is why we think it's really important to talk about that today. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And I think probably one of the best places to start when you're talking about avoiding scams in general is just do your research before you interact with a company, a charity, or an individual. Um, you know, do a quick Google search on whoever you're talking to or whatever you see 
Or, you know, we always have to recommend visiting bbb.org. bbb.org is such a great resource because they have so much information on there that can tell you what a reliable business looks like. Um, you know, anything from the rating to customer reviews, you can actually read vetted verified reviews from other shoppers who will tell you, you know, their experience and, and if there were any issues whatsoever. Yeah, what's great about our rating is it really tells you, among a lot of things, how businesses deal with complaints that they get. Um, a lot of businesses get complaints, so it's not about whether or not they get them, it's how they deal with them. And if they are responsive and they work with the customer to come to a resolution, then that can really help their rating. And then if they do the opposite and ignore them or don't want to work with anyone to try to resolve it, then that can hurt their rating. So that can be a good indication of how they deal with difficult circumstances, which obviously you don't want to happen, but sometimes they do. And you want to know that that business is going to try to resolve with you if something does go wrong. But of course, that's legitimate businesses, not scammers. <laughs> we haven't found a way to, to send complaints to scammers and make them resolve those problems, unfortunately. Yeah, I, I would think that a scammer maybe would not be super willing to resolve a problem. <laughs> Although I've heard crazy stories of like scam networks having customer service departments and stuff. Um, you know, some of them are pretty advanced, but I don't think we'd have any way of um, doing complaints with scams. Having customer service, that makes it even harder to tell whether or not they're legitimate, because if a business has customer service, you kind of would assume that it's a legitimate organization. So apparently that's yeah. not necessarily true. <laughs> <laughs> I, definitely it muddies things. But one thing that actually helps not muddy the waters and can be a pretty clear sign of what a good, reliable business is, is if they are BBB accredited. So, you know, if you see our BBB accredited business seal anywhere within a business or on their BBB online profile, that is going to give you a great idea as to whether or not they are trustworthy, reliable. Um, this seal holds a, a lot of weight to it and we only give it out to businesses that we deem to be worthy of carrying that seal. So if you see that, that is a great guarantee that who you're working with is safe and reliable and not a scammer. Yeah. For sure. And then, I mean, outside of BBB, there are obviously other places to look. Like, there are reviews on all different kinds of websites that you can look at as well. Obviously, we're going to plug our reviews on our website, but you can look elsewhere too. And on top of that, if you're maybe not product searching, but if you're searching for a service that is something you could hire locally, it's always a great idea to ask people you know, people that have worked with those businesses before. Um, and had good or bad experience with experience with them, that's a really good sign to tell whether or not you should look to do business with that business or company um, because it's people that you know and it's real life people making those reviews. I mean, unfortunately online, there's some sites where reviews aren't even legitimate. So you really have to do research and think critically about what you're looking at online. Yeah, another tip that it may seem like a no-brainer, but it's actually a really smart thing to do and could save you huge headaches is to just do a quick Google search. So take the company, the organization, the nonprofit, or the individual's name that you have questions about and pair that with other key search terms like the word scam. Um, and you should be able to get a pretty clear idea just from doing that, that quick Google search with the word scam next to it. 
um, see what other people are saying or if there's any reports out, th out there about them potentially scamming people or being untrustworthy. And then, I mean, there's tons of other ways to look for things you should avoid just with online searching for anything in general. A huge one that we always like to mention is um, website security. So if that website only says HTTP and not HTTPS, which stands for secure, it might be a sign that that site is not secure and you should probably avoid it. That's our recommendation. Yeah. Sometimes people don't have secure websites, but businesses that are selling you products should have a secure website. So if you don't see that S and that lock, little lock symbol in the URL, then that's something you should avoid. Yeah, I wouldn't say that's necessarily like a thousand percent guarantee, but it's a really good sign that you are headed in the right direction. And if you don't see either that lockbox or the HTTPS, like back away, head out like that, <laughs> I would not want to spend any time on a website like that. Um, you know, one thing, as we mentioned, is huge for us, too, is we take all these tips and we go out in the community and we talk to people about this. Um, BBB has a huge reach when it comes to um, scam prevention presentations in the community. Um, just within the past week or so, I've done multiple presentations on this, and probably one of our key vehicles to do this is this fun little program we call Scam Busters. So Scam Busters is our educational program that we'd like to take into high schools, colleges, and even sometimes senior centers, where we have real um, examples of scams that we show them and they have to guess what's a scam, what's real from just looking at these examples. And what this does is we teach them these practical tips while showing them these examples. But it's not just like any old talk. Uh, we have a fun game involved and we have these foam dice that they get to throw and get competitive. Um, kids love it and it's just probably one of my most favorite parts about the job. I think it's a really powerful tool to teach, especially younger kids, um, you know, the, this high school and college age demographic about what a scam looks like. Cause a lot of them think like, wow, like, you know, I'm a smart kid. Like no one's ever going to fall victim to a scam that I know, like, but it does happen. So that's why scam busters, I think to me is super important. I just want to reiterate that because I feel like it's a common thing for people to think, oh, that would never happen to me. Like that's for people that are not saying they are dumb, but people think that, you know, it's like for dummies or whatever. And that's just not what we see. A big part of what we do at BBB is gather data on scams. And through that, we're able to see the demographics of who is most susceptible, who loses the most money, which scams are most popular. And especially as we, at more in recent years, we've seen that scams happen most frequently to people who are 18 to mid 20s, which Yep. I think the popular opinion before that was that it was people that are like retirement age or older, and that's just not the case. I mean, they're also susceptible, don't get me wrong, but the young kids are just as susceptible, including Nick and I. So <laughs> we really have to be on the lookout, and that's why we're trying to be in high schools and colleges so much, because it really does happen to people like us. Even if you think you're so smart and, you know, educated and know everything, that invincibility part, I think, sometimes plays a role in falling victim, unfortunately. 
Yeah, I think that mindset definitely has a lot to do with it, but so does, I think, just life experience, right? We think this 18 to mid-20s demographic, like, I mean, people like us even, we're still pretty new to the world, figuring things out. Um, you know, older adults have seen this kind of stuff. They know how the world works, so they know what to look for. And I found, too, that when I go out and I do these Scanbusters presentations in senior centers, in retirement homes, these people are actually pretty sharp. They, I think, have more answers to these questions than the high school kids. Um, they're on top of it, uh, and I, I can't really fool them too often, um, which goes to show you again that it's that younger demographic that uh, we're trying to look at, trying to help the most. So, you know, especially with these younger adults and kids who think like, oh, I'll never fall victim to a scam. Like they think of like these spam emails or like the hundred phone calls you get a day that come in saying scam likely or the texts from Amazon that are obviously fake. But in reality, the scams that people are falling victim to are the really complex ones where scammers have taken the time uh, made investments too to make their schemes look really legitimate and very convincing. Um, and so I, I, I think it, it's easy to brush off scams as not being a problem, but in reality, there are really dangerous ones out there that are concocted by individuals and organizations who are taking the time making investments to come up with these elaborate schemes. Yeah, that's an important thing to note too. Like. I think when we think of scams, maybe we th that we wouldn't fall for, we think of like the email scams or things that may seem more obvious to us, but the scammers, like you said, are getting really smart. And I think that's maybe why younger people are falling for them more because a lot of them are based online and based on social media. And obviously the biggest users of social media are our age. <laughs> and when something like 80% of advertising on social media platforms are scams like that is really frightening and i'm sure i do so i'm sure everyone else does too but get dms on instagram and other platforms all the time that are obviously scams people you don't know trying to sell you something or whatever trying to tell you to be an ambassador for some random product or whatever it is and all of those are scammers too so it's really just they're out to get you, unfortunately. So it's on you as a consumer to really look out for yourself and not fall for that. Yeah, I, I think I might have mentioned this in a previous podcast episode too, but like we get those DMs on our BBB social media accounts. And I always just think like, you not know who we are. <laughs> like of all the people to try to convince us, I don't think we're the ones, sorry. Um, but just to go back to my point, uh, a really big thing to remember when it talks about a really big thing to remember when we're talking about the impact of scams is that through our data, we found that scams are a $50 billion industry. Each year, Americans are losing $50 billion to scams. That's insane. That's a lot of money. And because it is so lucrative, scammers can actually, you know, make investments and really use especially technology to make their scams and their schemes look more elaborate. So we think things like AI or other things, um, spoofing phone numbers, that technology, um, making fake websites too, that technology is now available to them because scams are so lucrative. So when we're talking about these scams that are more convincing, more elaborate, 
it's because that scams are a fifty billion dollar industry. Yeah, I feel like people think of like someone in like a basement calling people and <laughs> trying to get them to give them their bank account information or whatever, but that's just not how it is anymore. They have like whole giant companies and they work in like real legit looking offices and like do all of this as a job essentially, which is really wild. Um, I think it's important to talk about AI since you brought that up um, in the past, prior to chat GBT becoming like a big thing, we would say, oh, if something has, you know, misspellings or obvious like mistakes, like if you get an unsolicited text message, it's probably a scam, avoid it. You can't really say that anymore because they aren't making those mistakes. Yeah, it's super difficult now to tell the difference between um, real text or AI written text. And because of that, you know, scammers who oftentimes are overseas, English is not their first language, um, what they send you now looks like it's written in perfect English because they're using these AI technologies like ChatGPT just to make things look more legitimate. And it's so difficult now to tell real from fake. Yeah, so is there any way, Nick, to tell that you want to talk about? Um, you know, when it comes to ChatGPT and other text-based AI, there are a few ways to check and see what's been AI generated. So there's plenty of sites that actually use AI to detect AI. You can just copy and paste any text you find on the internet, and it'll tell you with some degree of certainty uh, if it thinks that it's AI generated or not. So if it says, you know, there's an 85% chance what you pasted in here is AI generated, that's going to be a pretty good sign that what they sent you was made from something like ChatGPT, and that could be a red flag of the scam. Let's take a moment to thank one of the sponsors of our show, Activate Good. Are you an individual or business owner looking to make a difference in your community? Look no further than Activate Good. Activate Good specializes in planning and managing employee volunteer initiatives so you can focus on what really matters, your business. With over 100 triangle area businesses under their belt, they're experts in team building volunteer projects both on and off site. Activate Good can even develop a customized annual calendar of service projects and offer a technology platform to manage and track volunteer signups. So why not join the ranks of businesses making a real impact? Learn more about Activate Good at activategood.org. That's activategood.org. So I did want to talk, I know earlier I mentioned like once you do get scammed, there's not always a ton that can be done because unfortunately a lot of these scammers are overseas. So it's not as easy as filing a police report or something like that and getting, you know, the police involved or the government involved. Um, so what can you do? Because you can feel helpless with not being able to do much about it once you are scammed. Reporting is a really important um, route to go if you have been scammed because you're able to report, which gives data to places like the BBB that can help us figure out who's scammed the most, what scams are prevalent, which will help people in the future prevent being scammed, but also by telling your story and exposing the scammer that you were scammed by, you're preventing other people from falling for that same scam because they can see that information online. Um, so when they are approached by a similar scammer, they can look that up and see it and be like, oh, that's a scam, I'm not gonna fall for that. And if you don't report, then people don't know about it. 
And that can be hard because I know there can be a lot of shame around reporting scams. It's so common and it happens to all kinds of people from all walks of life and all levels of education. So it's really important to report. Even if you do kind of feel a little embarrassed, you're not alone. And all you have to do is look on places like our scam tracker and you'll see just how many people fall for similar things all the time. Yeah, to me, uh, Scam Tracker is just a really great resource that I always plug the people. Um, you know, you don't even have to fall victim to a scam to make a report on Scam Tracker. If you see any sort of suspicious activity out there, you can make a report on it's bbb.org slash scam tracker. Um, and what this does is we take all this data and we use it in our outreach, um, in our press releases, in our news media. One of the big things that we do with this data is every year we release the BBB Scam Tracker Risk Report. And so this is a whole document, um, it's a, a file that's publicly available, and you can see our breakdown of the types of scams that we've encountered from Scam Tracker. It breaks down demographics, location, um, details on scams. It is so important. And of course, we make all this data public. We share it with government agencies. Um, we get the word out with this scam tracker risk report because at the end of the day, scammers aren't getting arrested. It's an unfortunate reality that a lot of them are in fact overseas, places where the US government does not have any jurisdiction. So getting the word out there through things like making a scam report is one of the best ways to combat them. And that risk report is exactly how we know things like the fact that people our age are the most at risk for a lot of types of scams. Or that $50 billion a year is lost to scams. Right. And that information is how we help educate people and keep up to date on examples that we have of scams to keep people from falling victim because they change all the time. So yeah, they're always different. But there are a couple of things about scams that I want to mention that despite the fact that they change as we get AI and voice cloning and deep fakes and all of that stuff, they might look like they are changing all the time, but the core of them is always the same. They're always trying to take advantage of someone's emotion, of their fear or their sadness or whatever that is, and they're trying to take your money and your personal information. So, for example, grandparent scams is a good example of this, and that can also be a voice cloning situation too, so we're kind of tying in multiple things, but that can be a situation where it works two ways. It can be a grandkid calling their grandparent or grandparent calling a grandchild, and it's essentially pretend they're pretending to be them, their family member, and they are in some type of situation that's desperate and on a time crunch, so they need you to send them money right now because this is a serious situation that needs to be handled right now. That's another aspect of pretty much all scams is pressure on time. It needs to happen right now. So you don't have time to think about it and realize that it's a scam. And actually it's not their grandparent or their grandchild, obviously it's a scammer and they're trying to steal your money. And then by the time it's gone, it's gone because oftentimes they will get you to send them money in ways that you can't get it back, like through gift cards or bank transfers or, you know, things like that. Not credit cards where you can get your money back, hopefully, which is why we always say to use a credit card. But I think that's important to note that there are key elements to every scam that are pretty much the same all the time. 
and that can help you know what to look out for. Yeah, certainly. I think, you know, scammers really try to get you to act fast and act without thinking. You know, we always say that they try to make you feel that sense of urgency. Um, and no matter what the situation, I think it's always just smart to advise people, take a step backward, pause, think about your situation here, phone a friend, do a Google search, just whatever you can to get more information um, and, and take your time and think because scammers don't want you to do that and they'll pressure you not to because they know that if you do take a second to think about it, you'll realize that something's up, something's a little fishy. So any of these situations you find yourself in, it's really important that you pause and take a moment. And if it is something related to like a family member or a friend or a boss or a coworker, find a way to reach them outside of the form of contact that is happening in that moment. Like call someone you know who might be with them or hang up that number and call them from your contact list to see if that's actually legitimate. Because I mean, Nick mentioned that spoofing phone numbers happens too. So yeah. And in a similar vein to that too, if you're talking to a company and you're getting suspicious, you don't think it's actually them, then find the way that you normally contact this company. Um, maybe go to their real website and find it there or go in and see what information you previously have from them on your phone um, in your contact logs. Um, just again, take a moment, pause, back up, do some extra research there. Well, that's also why we recommend going to, if you see an ad on social media for something that you like, like a product you wanna buy, don't click on the ad, just go to the actual business's website to make sure you're actually on their website and then find the product there that you wanna purchase. Yeah, definitely. Um, so aside from reporting scams after you've become a victim, what other ways do you think consumers should take action after they've fallen victim to a scam? Well, in a perfect world, you would have paid or given them money through a credit card. And in that, you would report it with your credit card company, dispute the charge, hopefully get your money back, which would be really great. Um, if that's not the case and you use something like a debit card, you can still report it to your bank. Um, it might not be as easy to deal with that situation as with a credit card, but you should still report it. You can also report to the FTC. Um, in a lot of cases, you can report to the attorney general's office. That can be a great resource as well. They do a lot of similar scam prevention work that we do. Um, and then obviously BBB Scam Tracker is a great place to report. So yeah, that's all if you lost money to a scam, but also people are losing personal information and identity theft is a very real thing too. So if you suspect that you've become a victim of identity theft, you can go to identitytheft.gov, make a report there, but also contact the major credit reporting bureaus to get a freeze on your credit report until anything um, is worked out in your favor. One other thing that we wanted to mention about scams, I know we're talking about scams a lot, but they are huge. And so it's really important for people to know about it is take the time to like look up common scams. If you aren't lucky enough to have been in a scam busters session with Nick <laughs> to already have heard these examples, look up examples, go to our scam tracker, search the scams in your area because you can't search by zip code or city um, 
and find out what's going on in your region, what to look out for, what are the most common scams. Look at the Scam Tracker Risk Report too. They come out every single year, so you can look at what's happening right now, see in your demographic what people are falling for most, and that will just help you feel more confident when you're looking online for products because I know it can be really overwhelming. We've obviously talked a lot about people getting scammed and losing money in this episode. And so that can sound really scary and maybe makes you not want to go online at all. But knowing what to look out for can really help you know what to avoid. And it makes you feel better when you are trying to purchase products or services. So it's really the best tool to be as educated as you can as a consumer on what to look out for. Yeah. So one of my actual guilty pleasures that's actually, I think, pretty helpful to some people is I watch like these YouTube videos and TikToks um, of creators. And it's like that whole scammer gets scammed kind of um, topic. And while I don't recommend that anybody listening or watching to this podcast engages in that activity and tries to scam a scammer, it's really entertaining content really satisfying to see these scammers get taken down in that way but also in a way it is informative too because you can see real scammers real scam examples and different ways that people are combating them again i need to stress do not try this at home folks but it is fun and engaging content to watch yeah well and i think it's important to note why you don't recommend it um i mean since voice cloning is so common now like anything you say basically they can use to create whole other messages that sound like you so it's best to just not in the case of calls engage at all and also anything that you send them in like a text or whatever you just don't even want to mess with it because you don't want to accidentally give them personal information that they don't have yeah even if it seems like they're asking you seemingly harmless questions like what was the name of your first pet or what high school did you go to um a lot of those questions are the questions that are used in things like password recovery so that's just the scammer getting more information from you, even if you don't think that you're giving them anything special. Yeah. So I think in summary of this whole conversation, it's just best to be as educated as you can. That's your best tool in the fight against scammers and in being a more confident consumer online and just like in everyday life all the time. Um, and avoid pressure tactics, I think, is another big takeaway. You don't want to feel pressured into buying anything ever, but if they are pressuring you, that's probably something you should just walk away from entirely. Yeah, it's kind of like a sad reality of the world that we're in that we have to pretty much question everything that we see. But being critical is just a, such a huge tool for consumers. Um, and that goes into like looking up businesses, um, seeing if you're on a secure website. Uh, like you said before too, like trying not to fall for those pressure tactics just always questioning anything you see and advising your friends too to be um, critical and be inquisitive. Um, that will take you guys such a long way. Yeah, I think that is in the same vein as reporting. If you fell victim to a scam or you saw a scam, talk to your family about it. Talk to your friends, talk to your you know younger family members that might not know about it yet and your older family members who you know, could also fall victim to a scam. The more informed everyone in your life is, the less likely that it is to happen. So it's best to just spread the word as much as you can on how to avoid those things. Yeah, you're exactly right. And I think too, at the end of the day, um, we all really want to see a world where scams aren't a problem and 
people aren't losing money or peace of mind or personal information. But this really relates to what we do here on the show because if you're falling victim to a scam and losing money, then you can't work with these businesses and organizations that we talk to who are going out there and making a positive impact. I think that's a good point. Like we've obviously this show is focused on like lifting up businesses that are really going above and beyond and doing good in the world. And I think that scams is like the exact polar opposite of that. And that's why we wanted to talk about it because you don't want your money to go somewhere that you didn't plan for it to obviously and you'd much rather your money go towards something good so we want to help you do that and avoid scams and hopefully through this episode it helped you feel a little bit more confident of knowing where you can go to find reputable businesses and to look up businesses and know what to avoid when you're online um, so that you can go about your life feeling a little bit better a little bit more secure in knowing that you're not going to fall victim to something. That was really our goal with this. All right. Well, to all of our listeners, thanks for tuning in to this episode of The Good Guide to Business. Yeah. And of course, be sure to follow us across social media at BBB Carolinas. We are on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, LinkedIn. And of course, make sure to listen to our podcast. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, pretty much anywhere else podcasts are available and we release these episodes twice a month on Wednesdays. All right, stay safe and we'll see you next time. See you guys.